So I came to Alaska in 1976 for a good time, not a long time. I, uh, during my college years, people from across the globe were coming to Alaska to work on the building of the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. And I uh, knew that you had a better chance of getting a job if you were actually in Alaska. So I wrapped up my degree in Parks and Recreation Management at San Diego State and headed north. And I also knew that along the pipeline corridor in each construction camp, they had a recreation director, which I thought would be my, the perfect job for me. But I also had my commercial driver's license and some experience driving a school bus. And so I thought, well, alternatively, maybe I could be a teamster. Um, but uh, I was 21 years old and figured that I would come to Alaska, work for a year, have the adventure, save up a ton of money, and then go back to California and uh, advance my career or apply to law school. Now, my parents were extremely apprehensive about this whole plan. Um, but finally, my dad uh, set me off with a rifle and a shotgun. <laughs> One for the bears, he said, and the other for the boys. So, <laughs> Soon after I arrived in Anchorage, I got the call that I had been hired as the recreation director for uh, Glen Allen Construction Camp. So this California girl arrives in Glen Allen uh, in the dead dark of winter. Um, and when they say, call it a man camp, I would say that is pretty accurate. I found myself... <laughs> among 4,000 men and a few dozen women, and, uh, well, let's just say that was very interesting. Um, and it was like living in a massive trailer park with these long, you know, ATCO units. You had a roommate and bathrooms down the hall. But it was steak and lobster every Friday night. It was a very exciting place to be because there were young people from all over the country taking jobs from engineer to labor, all playing a part in building this $8 billion project, which at the time was the largest privately funded construction project ever. You know, everybody worked uh, 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and lots of overtime. So my job as recreation director was to boost camp morale. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> In, in the way I learned to do in college. Well, that didn't, that didn't help, but um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was in charge of the recreation center and the library and the movie hall. And we would have, you know, trivia nights and game show competitions and uh, an open mic hoot night at Bushy Bob's Bar. Um, and then when I found out that there was a guy in camp who had some e experience with sound and lighting, had actually directed a few plays, I thought, okay, let's bring a little culture to the Alaskan wilderness. So I sent off to New York to get the script for uh, Neil Simon's romantic comedy, The Goodbye Girl. And due to a severe shortage of women to try out for the lead role, they asked me to take it. And, but amazingly, we put together this pretty incredible uh, Broadway play, which was very well received by the Carhartt-clad, hard-hat-wearing crew. And we even had the Miss Glen Allen pageant, uh, complete with uh, evening gown and talent and swimsuit competition. And who were the contestants, you might ask? Well, it was the burly construction workers themselves. So <laughs> we did have to get pretty creative back then. But all of this was happening um, in 1976, which was our nation's bicentennial. 
And so I worked really closely with the Glen Allen community to combine our celebrations to have a grand parade and big barbecue, you know, how you, they do it in the piece of the pipe and uh, all the tournaments, playing softball and the midnight sun. When I look at those old pictures, it just reminds me of the great sense of pride and patriotism that we all had playing a small part in this project that was so vital to Alaska and to the nation. And I also started a camp newspaper and called it the Pipe League, but just to put everything in a time and a culture perspective, that week that I, I saw an edition recently, uh, April 76, that week uh, the TV feature was Halter Skelter, New book in the library was All the President's Men, and I was showing the movie Jesus Christ Superstar (laughs) back in the day. But as the construction phase of the pipeline wound down, I saw that the city of Valdez was advertising for its first director of parks and recreation. So now I'd already put in my year on the pipeline, and I had the money and was gearing up to head back to California. But I thought, you know, if there's any chance I could get that job, I could work in California for 20 years and never be at the director level. So I was 22, thought they'd never hire anyone so young, but amazingly they did. And one of the first people knocking on my office door was a young community leader named Bill Walker, who, <laughs> who in the next couple of years would go on to be elected to the city council and chosen as mayor. Now, Bill was representing a large part of the community that believed that Valdez, which was called the snow capital of the world, over 300 inches of snow a year, that it should be the site of a downhill ski resort. So... I worked closely with him on this for a few months, and we would snowshoe around and look for, you know, the perfect bunny slope to build up community support. Um, And as a matter of fact, Bill was one of, if not the first, uh, helicopter skier on Thompson Pass, which, you know, as you know, that extreme skiing went on to be, you know, popular globally. But, But long story short, for this time, at that time, we ultimately decided that the economics of a ski resort in Valdez were not, was not feasible. But apparently, our relationship was. <laughs> and so we realized that we had a lot in common. Bill had also worked on the pipeline as a teamster um, and a laborer and a carpenter. And when I met him, he was building houses and running his family's hotel. The highlight of that summer for us in 1977 was the oil in celebration when that first barrel of oil came from Prudhoe Bay into Valdez at 11.02 p.m. on July 28, 1977. And what a celebration it was. There was uh, dancing on the roof of the Valdez Club bar, uh, bands playing on the roof, and we danced in the streets until the wee hours of the morning, the whole community. Um, and there was an oily t-shirt competition, but no, I did not enter that. (laughs) So one day over lunch, Bill Walker looks at me and says, Donna, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. And I was just stunned, silent. And I said, well, what do you propose to do? He said, (laughs) he said, I think I just did. So a few days later, we were negotiating some premarital, um, items and I and I just it wasn't much of a negotiation I just ultimately said uh listen I've always wanted to have four children and I've always wanted to go to law school me too Bill said and then later he told me that had my answer been eight children and ice cream truck owner his answer would have been the same (laughs) so 
So on a spectacular day in Valdez on August 20th, 1977, we were married. And last August, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) So I often tell people that I came to Alaska in 1976 for a good time, not a long time. And it turns out it's been a very good and a very long time. But with uh, four children and five grandchildren later, all who call Alaska home, I think it's fair to say I'm here to stay. Thank you.